Let's pray. Father, we do thank you for another beautiful day, and I thank you for the health of all the residents here, and that we can look into your word. And Father, um, sometimes it's kind of like a big mountain in front of us when we approach your word, because it's infinite. Lord, that you would guide my tongue when I speak today, and that all of our study this today would be for your glory and for your honor. And Jesus, we're going to look at uh, the power of the blood that you shed for us, for our sins, and Lord, that you would bless us today. And Jesus, we just want to say we love you. We thank you, God, for your Holy Spirit. Amen. Miss Alice, thank you for that wonderful music, especially that song. Somebody recommended that. That's awesome, yes. And actually, the message today, Miss Alice, is about the power of the blood. And um, we're going to be looking at some passages from Scripture that deal with atonement, propitiation, and reconciliation. Those are big words, and hopefully today we can explore a little bit about what they mean. Um, if you look at the first page of the handout, it's Leviticus chapter 16. And we're going to look at some select verses of chapter 16. And this deals with the Day of Atonement for the Israelite nation. And even today, it is the, the most important day on their calendar. It's called Yom Kippur. And God instituted this day. He told Moses to tell his brother Aaron how to perform the sacrifice on this day. And Aaron had four sons. And two of them God actually killed because they had offered strange fire. In other words, they had approached God in the way that was not considered holy by God. And God then instructed Moses on the proper way to do it. And all of this sacrifice system that God put in place is a picture, is a foreshadowing of what Jesus was to do on the cross. So let's look at Leviticus chapter 16, verse 5. This is speaking of Aaron. And he shall take of the congregation of the children of Israel two kids of the goats for a sin offering and one ram for a burnt offering. And Aaron shall offer his bullock of the sin offering, which is for himself, and make an atonement for himself and for his house. And he shall take of the two goats and present them before the Lord at the door of the tabernacle of the congregation. And Aaron shall cast lots upon the two goats, one lot for the Lord and the other for the scapegoat. And Aaron shall bring the goat upon which the Lord's lot fell and offer him for a sin offering. But the goat on which the lot fell to the scapegoat shall be presented alive before the Lord to make an atonement with him and to let him go for a scapegoat into the wilderness. Verse 6, 15. Then shall he kill the goat of the sin offering that is for the people and bring his blood within the veil and do with the blood of, as he did with the blood of the bullock and sprinkle it upon the mercy seat and before the mercy seat. And he shall make an atonement for the holy place because of the uncleanness of the children of Israel and because of their transgressions in all their sins. 
And so shall he do for the tabernacle of the congregation that remaineth among them in the midst of their uncleanness. Verse 20. And when he had made an end of reconciling the holy place and the tabernacle of the congregation and the altar, he shall bring the live goat. And Aaron shall lay both his hands upon the head of the live goat and confess over him all the iniquities of the children of Israel and all their transgressions in all their sins, putting them upon the head of the goat and shall send him away by the hand of a fit man into the wilderness. And the goat shall bear upon all their iniquities unto a land not inhabited. And he shall let go the goat in the wilderness. Verse 30. For on that day shall the priest make an atonement for you to cleanse you, that ye may be clean from all your sins before the Lord. So here we see where God instructed through Moses what Aaron should do. First he would take a bullock and sacrifice this upon the altar for himself and for his family. He had to be clean before the Lord before he could do the things that were required of the Lord. And it's also a picture of us. Before we can get right with the Lord, we have to be made clean before the Lord. And once... Aaron had offered the sacrifice of the bullock for his own sins, and he was made clean before the Lord. Then he took two kid goats. One was sacrificed on the altar. It died. The other one, he would place his hands over, and you, have, you see a, a drawing of that on the back of one of your handout pages. And this goat would be sent out into the wilderness not to come back. But before they would send it out, Aaron would pray all the sins of the congregation over that goat. So we see there's two goats in this process of reconciling the people of Israel with God. And what happened is that the goat that would go into the wilderness was called the scapegoat. And even today we use that term. Maybe we... <laughs> get in a fight at work or something and we blame everything on one person and they didn't really do it but all of us agree that they are to take the blame so they become the scapegoat even today we still use that term and it goes back all the way to this chapter from Leviticus now the scapegoat would be led out into the wilderness by a fit man somebody who was in shape because what sometimes this goat would be stubborn and it wouldn't want to go but they would have to take it into the wilderness past any living places. And that goat was not to come back. So typically they would take that goat and put it by a high cliff and it would fall down and die. The, the Israelites did not want that goat to come back with the sins. Okay, All of that is a picture of what Christ did on the, on the cross. He really took... Both, he took on the, the, uh, the aspects of both goats. He died on the cross and shed his blood as a sacrifice. But in God's eyes, when we become a Christian, he also becomes our scapegoat. All of our sins are now on him. And as far as the east is from the west, that's how far he removes our transgressions from us when we become saved. So 
these are very important scriptures, but we should not lose sight of the fact that killing an animal does not absolve us from our sins. It's a picture. Just like I take this paper in my hand and there's a light source coming down and it, when I hold the paper up, it makes a shadow on the ground or on the, on the, on the carpet. That shadow has no substance. The paper I'm holding in my hand is the substance. So the shadow is the animal sacrifice. The substance is Christ. And that's very, very important to us because really the sacrifice became a ritual. It became a work. And there's no works of righteousness that we can do that will get us into heaven. Only what Christ has done will get us into heaven. So let's look at the, at the second page, the second handout. It says uh, at the top, Leviticus 16.30, For on that day shall the priest make an atonement for you to cleanse you that you may be clean from all your sins before the Lord. And even this is an Old Testament scripture, Leviticus 16.30, here the priest is Jesus. On that day, that was the day that Jesus went to the cross, Golgotha, Mount Calvary, outside of Jerusalem, on the, on the Passover. He paid the price. He, on that day, the priest will make an atonement for you. If you're in this room today and you're saved, then you, your sins have been atoned. He made an atonement for you. Atonement means to be made right, to, to, to settle the, the, the balance that you owe for somebody. Let's say you borrowed $30 or $50 from somebody, and a month later, you come in and say, hey, Sam, here's your money that I owe you. You've atoned for that debt. And in the same way, we, every one of us is under a burden of sin, of guilt. We have a debt to pay. And the only way to that God can be reconciled, atoned, is through the blood of Christ. And it says to cleanse you, to be made clean. Not physically to go take a shower, but your soul needs to be cleansed. Because it's dirty from the filth of sin. And it says to clean you from your sins before the Lord. Before the Lord. Jesus did that on the cross in the sight of God. Now let's look at, the, the, I have three points today. The first one is man can only come to God on God's terms. Today in America, in the year 2017, many people try to go to God on their terms. They say, oh, God understands my sin. God will let this go. No, God, God doesn't change the standard in 2017. He's the same yesterday, today, and forever. So if we come to God, we have to come to God on his terms. Now let's look at a couple of verses from the Bible. Again, this is back in Leviticus, where Aaron's sons went to God, but they didn't go to God on God's terms, and God killed them. Leviticus 10, 1 to 3, And Nadab and Abihu, these were two of Aaron's sons, took either of them his censer and put fire therein and put incense thereon and offered strange fire before the Lord, which he commanded them not. And there went out fire from the Lord and devoured them and they died before the Lord. Then Moses said unto Aaron, this is it that the Lord spake, saying, I will be sanctified in them that come nigh me. And behold, all the people I will be glorified. And Aaron held his peace. So what we have here 